0: Welcome to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture, where it's all about our energy needs in the future. In this episode, we discuss bundled energy offerings. Could e-mobility be the missing ingredient companies need to successfully enter people's homes and build long-lasting relationships? What actually are bundled energy offerings? Will people be willing to pay for it? And what is the role e-mobility can play to make bundled energy offerings a success? My name is Maria Punch, and I'm accompanied by Joris Laponder, CCO at Eneco e-mobility, Pieter Willems, co-founder and investor at PowerD, and Sila Saraj, senior strategy manager utilities, and e-mobility at Accenture. Warm welcome to you all.
1: Soon, everyone owns a stunning EV, charging it at home, at work, or on the go. To enable that world, we need both
2: appropriate energy infrastructure and new digital platforms.
3: Charging an electric vehicle with green energy from your own solar power system? That makes sense.
0: Sila, I'd like to start with you. Um, So we're focusing on bundling energy products and services. Could you give us a bit of a picture? What does that mean?
1: If we look at the past 10 years, we've been seeing a lot of utilities coming up with, we want to bundle our products and services. So that goes beyond electricity and gas contracts, Mm -hmm. looking into, for example, e-mobility, but also heat and so forth. And the idea is basically that you create a longer lasting relationship, a deeper relationship with your customers by offering them more than one or two products or services, and um, yeah, basically that. So integrating a number of products and services you have and catering them more, better based on the needs.
0: Yeah. What exactly do you mean by a deeper relationship?
1: Um if we look at electricity and gas by itself, it is a low involvement product, as we call it, which means that customers are easily switching. So, for example, in the Netherlands, we have a switching rate of about 25 percent in the UK, a little above 20 percent, so very high, which means that customers are easily switching. So the question is for especially, for example, from this perspective uh, for utilities is to how can we engage with customers so that they stay, so that they like us, they trust us, and they actually don't even care about, okay, are there any other providers that I could go to, but they're happy.
0: And do you have an example of what that deeper relationship could look like, like very on a pragmatic level? Um, so if we, for example, look at
1: um, households, we do see in, for example, the Netherlands, we see a heat transition going on. So away from gas towards zero emissions, which basically means customers need to look into insulation, need to look into uh, other forms of heating. And um, yeah, if you if you can offer that as a company, so going beyond electricity and gas or just going beyond one product and coming up with an in, yeah, integrated advice, mm-hmm. offering a roadmap, yeah, that is really, that is key.
0: Right. Peter, do you see this e-mobility uh, development as as key in a more sustainable society?
3: Yes, we do definitely. We see the EV as the killer app of mm-hmm. the energy transition because it is a device. It's something that actually consumes energy. that can also store energy when it's abundant and it can distribute energy. It can bring it from A to B. Mm-hmm. And those three functions are all needed to accelerate transition to renewable energy. So the EV for us is actually the place where services can be bundled because that EV uses all these functions uh, in order to get greener more quickly.
0: Uh, You just mentioned a killer app. Is that what you offer to your customers or what is your offer?
3: Well, the offer is indeed a bundling of services where you as a fleet owner of electric cars can make use of of more greener energy when you charge your car and you can also make use of your electric car as a storage device. So when you generate electricity yourself by, by means of, of uh, solar panels, for example, you can store that temporarily in the car and thus reduce the investment costs mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of having um, um, solar electricity, for example. So, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, And right now, are you doing business with companies or with consumers?
3: It is only for businesses, so we yeah. sell services to businesses. For example, fleet operators and fleet companies, such as leasing companies, they want to sell electric cars. And in order for electric car to become more appealing to their customers, it has to go with that ecosystem of charging and of smart use of energy. So we provide leasing companies with everything they need, besides the car, to make the car
2: become much more attractive for their for their customers.
0: Um, yours. So, what kind of services do you provide?
2: Since 2018, we are uh, yeah, trying to, uh, to increase uh, the speed but within the NA community. I think that's important to mention is what was the reason that we said, yeah, we, we temporarily uh, going to split the activities. If you look at our customer base, uh, 70% of our customers also have solar on the roof. Uh, that's an enormous number. And that means that in the energy transition, you have a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Uh, and I don't think that the end customer manages every piece of the puzzle itself. And then we see it as our solution to make it. How can we make things easy uh, and really uh, make a proposition of that and a promise to the, mar- to the, to the customer yeah, to really define it in an easy way that he has profit from it instead of a lot of hassle.
0: You mentioned the solar panels. um, Customers having their or consumers having their own owning their own car. Um, So there is a a specific type of consumer that you're looking for that is already like a a quick adapter. Could I phrase it like that?
2: Yeah. If you look in the market, uh, we are active since uh, 2011 in this market, uh, almost 10 years. And if you look at uh, in the Netherlands, you already you see that we. Yeah, it's not only the early uh, adapters uh, who are in spot of this, it's it's really the first movement of the larger market which is entering. And that means that not only the people who are very interested in Interesting in the energy markets are, are choosing for an electric car, but now you see, uh, of course, uh, by uh, by the fiscality which which increases the numbers enormously in the past five years. But if you look at the to- of at the current numbers, it's also that uh, the larger companies they really choose for electric mobility because they have a plan from sustainability perspective, and they want to increase uh, their uh, of decrease their footprint, but also the consumer itself, the second-hand market, the occasion market is entering uh, models are slowly coming down in the prices. More smaller cars are entering. But if you look at the total business within the OEMs, in the next five years, most of the OEMs only will supply cars fully electric or hybrid. And that means every car will have a plug.
0: Yeah, so there's a huge potential there. Um, um, Sila, what about business-to-business consumers? What if you're not uh, in the uh, electric vehicles? Is there still an incentive I think more and more.
1: Uh, if we look at the energy transition, if we look at uh, the European goals, but also the, the, the global goals or the Dutch goals, for for example, in terms of energy transition, we do see that where the governments tend to start is with, with the B2B segment. So, so in, introducing their uh, stimulations such as subsidies and so forth to slowly get them to a zero carbon, zero emission roadmap or route mm. um, so companies are increasingly looking at how can I uh, improve my footprint my carbon footprint and electrification of, of your fleet is one of those and that can be as you also already said uh, be the, the the lease cars you, you provide to employees but that can also be in terms of transportation logistics and so forth mm-hmm. and we absolutely see that both from a sustainability perspective say intrinsically motivated but also more and more because of government policy Policies And also, for example, increasing CO2 emission costs. So there is it's the whole, say, system is closing up. You have to develop right. a perspective a view on, okay, how am I actually going to get to zero emissions? So I do think so, yes.
0: Yeah. So as a company, you, you have to participate. Yeah. It's not yeah. a, a matter of wanting. Exactly. Yeah. The question
1: is though, when? So mm-hmm. that is still what we see. So the the, the the if we look at the numbers we see within B2C, we see around 2030, we see a pickup, not with EV, but with, say, the whole. So more an integrated uh, offerings palette. But uh, if we look at B2B, we see that a little bit earlier because there, what I said, the policies are more stringent. You're They're more obligatory. So you have to comply with what the governments are telling you to do.
0: Peter, so PowerD was founded on the idea of bundling insights with actionability. Um, So what is the main reason to do that?
3: Well, it starts with the main insight that we got, which was that um, energy prices and energy availability starts to become more volatile. to Change over time during the night, during the day, more now than in the past due to the fact that energy is being produced in a renewable way. And there are many more players now entering the market of energy, therefore making also the prices go up and down depending on the time. So if you understand that prices can be so different at every minute of the day, you have to find uh, flexible storage solutions in order to store energy when it's cheap to buy Mm -hmm. and and, and bring energy back to the market when actually the prices are high. That insight, that we we combine that with the fact that electric cars have a huge storage capability. When you drive an electric car today, you need only 20% of the battery for moving from 8 to be, and the other 80% is is basically available for you to use for other purposes. And we're
0: not using that
3: currently? uh, That's correct. Not at the moment. It's not being used. Partially because regulation limits us. We cannot deliver back energy from the battery to the grid, yet we can do it technically, but it's not yet an economic or fiscal model for it, but you you can charge energy in a very smart way. So you can buy energy during the night when there is more wind energy available and prices are lower. If you do that, you you have a uh, better economics for your electric car. The driving becomes cheaper, and you're making more use of sustainable energy for your car, which is also a goal that many companies are looking for to achieve.
0: Right, because currently that's not 100% green
3: yet. It is not, which is which is understandable mm-hmm. when you plug in your car at. Six or seven in the evening, uh, it's mostly energy being produced by by, by, by uh, power plants, by gas power plants. But when you wait for a little bit, so you wait until 11 or 12, then uh, demand gets lower. Some of these power plants start to slow down. And then the surplus energy of the wind turbines, of the wind energy, can then be stored in the electric cars. And in that way, you reduce the CO2 percentage per kilowatt hour consumed. Uh, in your car. Substantially. Substantially, yes. And of course, once we are able, uh, from an, from an, from a uh, legislation point of view, to also deliver energy back to homes, back to offices, then you can have an, 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 a role for electric car where the energy is completely green and actually where the electric vehicle can actually become an Emission negative CO two negative device because it helps reducing the need for power plants in other purposes than just for driving.
0: Right, um, yours. You operate independently from the Eneco group, and you mentioned speed uh, as a as a key element. Uh, is it the case that that makes you more flexible?
2: Uh, of course, because uh, when we started, uh, and it, it's separate, but on the other end, we also cooperate a lot of with them. Uh, and we try to use our speed to also increase the speed of the development with the service from the Eneco Energy Company. And I think uh, we are now, it's all about timing. And what you see now is that the timing is there, that you bundle uh, your service uh, in a more optic way. And uh, yeah, I understand. I mean, what, what Peter mentioned, uh, that's correct. That's the same line we're on. And that means that we also have a lot of uh, conversations with our trading department, with our asset development department, mm-hmm. but also with our consumer department to really make sure how can we make the proposition uh, teasable. Uh, that's on the one hand, but also easy for the consumer. Because like I said, for the happy few of us, they they know how the energy transition is. Yeah. But if I ask my brother or my uh, brother-in-law, explain me how the energy market works, then he says, yeah, I get a bill once a month and I have to pay it and uh, and that's the level. And and that's uh, not a classification, but that's really how we try to make things. How can we make it easy? And if I say, hey, if you want to drive in a more sustainable way and we use our sustainable assets, and you receive a little bit of money for that each month what do you think about it hey that's easy and the only thing you have to do is give a little bit of your flexibility towards us and make sure that we can charge at the moments we want to charge and uh, that's i think uh, the view we want to uh, to opt mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's the advantage that uh, yes we have the speed to increase our volumes uh, with the customer because we really have to have focus on the big development and the big increase in the e-mobility market because the market is growing fast and rapidly that means for us as an organization all focus on that but on the other end we have a lot of colleagues with a lot of uh, sense of the energy market that we combine each other's strengths to also be up to speed with the energy services.
0: You're listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture, where it's all about our future energy needs. In this episode, we discuss the bundling of energy offerings. My guests are Joris Laponder from Eneco E-mobility, Pieter Willems from Power D, and Sila Sarac from Accenture. So Sila, from the perspective of the consumer, what does the bundling of energy offerings, what does that which problem does it solve for me? It simplifies, I think, your
1: options, the, the, the options you have. I think it, it, it makes it more transparent in terms of, okay, what do you need and what is the best option for you? Because it's not just a mass, say, offering you can have. You need to still tailor it to a, to a customer and I think customers are very much looking for that transparency and are not sure of, okay, you know, what do I need to do? When do I need to do it? How much is it going to cost me? And who do I trust to actually do the job for me, with me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what we what we solve by offering bundled services right. um, as a company.
0: Yeah. Joris, um, uh, simplify more transparency. Do you agree with Sila?
2: Yeah, I think uh, the Simplify is already mentioned before uh, to make things really easy for the end consumer. And I think uh, to make them aware of that they are immediately a part of the energy transition. And it's not only the energy transition, but also the transition of mobility. Because I think with the topic immobility, mobility, you really have the the energy transition and the transition within the automotive Mm -hmm. are coming together. And they are really immediately a part of that. And that's also, uh, I think, a pretty good thing if you look at all the climate discussions right now. I
3: very much agree with uh, yours comment. I think the energy transition is about the consumer getting in control. We are now in control of our energy ecosystem. It's no more the large oil companies that have to spend billions to pump up oil. It's now us... We are people working in a company with our colleagues, producing energy via the solar panels on the roof of our office, storing energy in our electric car, driving home to our homes and using the energy in our car for, you know, heating up our oven in the evening and playing with our... With our, with our game. game Char- charging well, the all these things, up. Exactly. And that, that facility, so in order to have more control for consumers, for, for, for companies, for employers, that is the biggest change that we're, that we're seeing. And the EV sits in the middle of that. It allows us on all, all these functions. It allows us to store electricity. allows us to transport energy. And it's actually a very efficient way of consuming energy for mobility as well. And I think that's the problem that we're all trying to solve in this room here.
0: Back to the perspective of the companies, Uh, Sila, we see existing parties uh, starting to do the energy bundling offerings, Uh, we see new players entering, Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I think uh, it's a hot topic. I think there's a lot
1: of opportunity. Um, it's a lot of new things evolving and I think it's also the integration part that is going to be key. So I think it's very, very interesting. and It's it's a way to deepen your, your relationship, as I said before, with the customers. So to really understand what is my house customer doing? What, is, what are their habits? How do they live? How can I advise them? What can I sell to them? So it's, it's really the overall view you get by offering more.
0: Yeah, because we well. see... For example, a company like Tesla uh announced to become active as an energy retailer in Germany. Uh, we know cool blue from the the household appliances um, is uh including now in their offer charging stations solar p v um are these gonna be like you know familiar players do you think at some point
1: I think so. I think what they have, if you, I mean, if you look at Coolblue, but actually Tesla too, I mean, they're very, very customer centric in in how they engage with the customer. And I think that is something that we've been missing, or at least wasn't so prominent in the energy sector till now. So the customer is becoming more and more central in, in the whole thing. So the, the the more you say, the more the customer trusts you, yeah, the better. And I mean, to, as an anecdote, I mean, I know that people have been buying from Coolblue solar panels just because they know they're not just good in say what they offer their advice, but also afterwards, if there are any problems, CoolBlue yeah. is the first one to be to be here. So they don't need to bother about, okay, you know, are they gonna deliver, how's the service, how's the warranty and
0: so forth. And that really what is what makes a difference. Mm. Do you think yours, that could be like a crucial factor?
2: I think so, because uh, like I mentioned before, the, the energy transition is about a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I think on each uh, piece of the puzzle, you have more uh, uh, yeah, uh, new companies who are entering the market. You have uh, current uh, the, the existing companies, but it helps with each other. It helps to increase the speed of the energy transition. And I think uh, on a lot of topics, we are just in the beginning of the market I mean a lot of roofs already have solar uh, increasing of the mobility is effect the heat pump is the next thing uh, next thing in the electrifying but I think we need each other to develop new services to develop the new market but in the end to really understand what is the customer need and I think that is that still is and remaining the the most important thing mm-hmm. what is the end customers uh, wanted but And uh, like I said, I really see it as an open ecosystem, uh, which we have to learn with each other, uh, because the energy decision, it's a pretty difficult thing. Uh, You can simplify it, uh, with a nice drawing on the, on the wall, but it's a, it's a difficult story. Uh, and that's where you need a lot of uh, brain power for, uh. yeah, I always say be very open and uh, look out for each other and have the discussion because I think we can learn a lot from each other in the phase we are in within the energy transition.
0: Yeah. Is it realistic for partners to work together or is Definitely. everybody still trying to compete?
2: It depends. I think, uh, of course, uh, a lot of people are competing each other on, uh, on one piece of the puzzle. Uh, but I think if you, have, uh, are you, if you are in for the longer term and you see the bigger picture, then you are open for discussion.
0: Yeah, do you agree, Sila? Is that the mindset that you see at at your client's...
1: Yes, I do. I see the willingness. I see that putting that into implementation is a bit more difficult. So, I th- but at the end of the day, my advice is always to clients: you cannot be good at everything. You cannot win with everything. So, you need partners. You need a strong ecosystem that is complementary to what you can do, so that you can focus on what you're best at. And I think
0: that is really the the route to success from that perspective. Yeah. What do you think, Peter? Is that you know working together? Is is that going to be the future?
3: definitely on the on the short term the market is so large that collaborating brings you more than competition mm-hmm. at this moment we have a huge base of cars that we need to replace by electric cars. We have this this fossil energy usage at the moment that we'd like to replace with with renewable energy. So the more we collaborate, the more we fit uh, solutions to each other, the quicker we can make this happen and more customers are willing to buy services from all of us in this room. So yes, there's a lot of room for collaboration. Actually, I think most of us do collaborate with many other uh, companies at this moment.
0: Yeah, is that the case at PowerD already?
3: Definitely, definitely. We we do there are a few things that we can do good, but we're also very happy to work together with others who can do that thing very well. There are great producers of 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 charging equipment. There are great companies who can do installations of 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 charging equipment. We work with them in a very in a very positive way.
0: What would you see as the biggest challenge um to move to the bundled energy offerings?
3: It's about understanding the market. There are, in my view, two types of customers. There are customers who want to do things themselves, and they may go to Cool Blue, as you were saying, Sila, Mm -hmm. and I think that's an interesting shop, and there are many more where you can buy all these components from. And there are other customers who say, I'd like to have things organized for me. I'd like to drive electric, because for various reasons it's a good idea, solve it for me. And they go to a fleet operator, a fleet company, a leasing company, they provide the car and they just support the car. And then a company like ours, make sure that it's being charged, that all the energy that's put in the car comes from green resources, that's being reported back to employers about the level of CO2 per driven kilometer. It's all being done in one package. Customers that are interested in that type of service may go to us Mm -hmm. and other customers may go to different kinds of suppliers. So understanding the market and understanding what needs there are at this moment I think is key for having your product work.
0: If we look at time frame, when do you think this way of bundled energy offerings is going to be like the new normal?
3: It's earlier five years and ten years, maybe actually a few years. It depends a little bit on the moment where energy prices are less determined by uh, Gazprom and these kind of players who are still very 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 large uh, players but once the uh, once the 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 percentage of energy that's produced in a renewable way starting to increase you see a a quicker adoption of bundled services because you can easily bundle services and meet with your specific service the needs of your customers Mm. at this moment actually it's quite difficult because in energy is still being produced mostly by gas plants and by coal plants and and that that sort of limits us in in bundling services because we have no control over the price for example look at what happened last November uh, last October last November when the prices increased so much with gas and electricity nobody wants that but we had no no impact we were just sort of depending on the global players and that will change in some years
0: yeah what is um sila your perspective on the time frame i think for bundled services it will take i think uh somewhere in this
1: decennium i think they will really hit off so we will really see that that it's 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 gonna happen because it will have to happen. If we want to meet, say, our, our national uh, goals in terms of emissions, emission reduction, then we do have to get started. So the go- go- that's also what we see with governments. Um, they, they, they offer a lot of, say, subsidies and so forth to, to get people motivated to offer some, some financial compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that that will most likely pick up somewhere from 2025 onwards uh, very heavily and then towards 2030 and then continue, obviously.
0: Joris, is that a time frame that fits uh, in eco e-mobility? Does that sound feasible?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, like uh, Sila said, if you look at 2030, then you really will see that the large uh, amount of the market will be there. But if I see uh, also with the current situation with the energy prices, which are very high, that also means that people are more aware of the energy prices and they are more willing to make a step uh, into the new energy transition world. And I think that's also a thing to uh, to realize. Mm-hmm. So it can speed up, it can slow down, but I think in a next few years, it will be more and more a theme uh, within the household and uh, and more and more businesses will enter it. I mean, in the end, if you look at the current situation, we're already uh, making a huge step on the energy transition side. And uh, if I only look at the numbers from last year, how many kilometers and how many kilowatt hours we already made green and how uh, we we saved 12 million kilo uh, CO2 last year, that's enormously, if you ask me. Uh, and that's, that's pretty is I that find a big step.
0: Is that due to the COVID crisis? People not, or is that
2: the... It would have been more uh, because uh, yeah. people didn't drive a lot last year. And even beside that, we already uh, had a huge increase. Uh, it's more um, over a 19 million kilowatt hours usage from our customers in an electric car, which we have made green which we make sustainable and that's i think a, a huge number uh, and those are the numbers which helps us and that's also how we have the conversations with our customers look at your portfolio look at your customer base uh, look at your own uh, employees uh, how they increased uh, uh, yeah the footprint of your company
0: yeah so it's important to see what we're already achieving exactly for the for the mindset as well exactly yeah, we talk a lot about clients and understanding them, collecting data, understanding what they need and that it's not always the same. Is there something that like clients need to change for themselves? Is there something that they really need to do? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: Um I think what would help is if customers, what also Peter was saying, is that they realize that they can be in charge more than they have been so far um, and that it's actually also something fun to do. So what Jules what was mentioning with, you know, what they as an eco mobility as a total have realized, I mean, that's I think also what a lot of companies are trying to do, to say, hey, this is how many trees you save, this is how many whatever you save, to make it really tangible because it mm-hmm. is something... Yeah, elusive, but it actually, it's, every action you take has an impact, Mm -hmm. a little more, a little less, but nevertheless, and I think realizing that, and I think that is also our job to make them realize, hey, you're really doing a great job with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think that will really change something because that will get people moving.
3: I think we have a chain, a consumption chain, as as we see everywhere. So, for example, consumers buy consumer goods from Coca-Cola, from Unilever, from Procter & Gamble. And consumers say, we want things to become more sustainable. And that means that those companies, those Coca-Cola, Unilever, um, and so forth, they start to say to other players, like the leasing companies, guys, you have to make sure that the cars that my employees are driving are greening, because that's part of my total production ecosystem, if you like, also mm-hmm. the personnel that's driving their cars. So consumers, by demanding greener solutions from the, the, the suppliers they buy products from, means that these suppliers ask their suppliers to become greener. And that chain, that's what we're currently in, and that's sort of creating a momentum. So we see that customers come to us, to PowerD, asking for green energy in their electric car, because that allows them to deliver services to their customers to become greener. And those customers sell their products to consumers who in the end are the boss. We are the boss as consumers. We buy from the companies that we believe are doing well for us. Mm -hmm. And they buy from their suppliers. And that chain is now starting to change in favor of a transition to renewable energy.
0: Yeah, and that's all interconnected. So actually you're saying that consumers have a huge power actually to to accelerate.
3: Yes, and you were asking what do companies need to do? They have to listen to their own customers and and it's always in your benefit as a company, whether it's B2B or B2C, to produce in a more sustainable way because that's part of the chain.
0: Uh, To round up the conversation, um, Sila, if you would say what would be a vital step for a company right now uh, concerned with bundled energy offerings? I think uh definitely put the customer in the middle of
1: what you're doing. So so you know, I mean, it's it's all about them. It's about understanding them, their needs and catering to them. And it's also about the ecosystem. So stick to what you're good at and maybe, you know, the extension of that and get your partners involved. Uh and the third one is also, you know, make it tangible. Show what you're doing and also use say all the um, yeah it, use your engineers, you know, to 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 show customers like, "Hey, this is what you're doing. This is the change you've you've achieved. Um and all bits and pieces count. Um I think that is that is where really the
0: success lies, to be honest in the future. Thank you very much, all three of you. Joris Laponder from Eneco e-mobility, Peter Willems, co-founder at Power D, and Sila Sarac, Senior Strategy Manager, Utilities and e-mobility of Accenture. My name is Maria Punch. Thank you for listening to Transition Talk, a podcast series by Accenture. Don't forget to check out our other episodes about hydrogen, district heating and flexibility. We will be back soon because there is more to come.